Hello my lovely people, you've got it. We're back for series two of Off The Hook with Skybet. And guess who we've got with us this week? It's the lovely Jodie Morris. We talk about his debut under Glen Hoddle, Spygate with Bielsa, and also coaching at his beloved Chelsea. Hope you enjoy. Right, we're back off the hook with me old mate Jody Morris. How are we, son? Good, mate. Good. Thanks for coming. Right, as I always, oh, always ask, I guess. You've been fishing before? No. Never been? Never ever. Novice. It's my first time ever. I like novices. It means okay. we can get into depth. I can teach you. You can ask any questions you want, right? Okay. And I'm going to talk you through this, right? Let's flip the bail arm back, grab the line. So it don't, if you let that go, that'll just go. Do you get what I mean? Nice and easy behind your head, and as you let it go, there's a timing issue here, and this is why, I know you're gonna look at me, and you gotta let that finger go as you've roughly around here. All right. That's all I and then, And then I don't do it's anything else apart three, from... four times to about... let it go, no. But don't think you gotta lash it, because right. you'll break the 300 quid rod. <laughs> just take it nice and easy, all right? On, so the minute when I throw it forward, I just let go of the line. Just like the this, line. Joe. Joe, swing it behind, and as it comes around here, just above your ear hole, let it go. Let the right hand go, yeah, the right, line. Nice and smooth, I mean? nice yeah. And yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it, see? Oh, well, now what? You're in this one. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't panic, right? We'll put it down. Right. We'll put it down. Try and just tighten up so you've got a little bend in your rod. Let me go this way with you. Let me get it done. Let me let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. Right, back to you, Jody Morris. Let's start the little chat. I, I want to, about your footy career, about you growing up as a kid, I want to go back to. Mm. Where did it all start for you? Did you always want it to be a pro? How did it happen for you? Uh, well, from a young age, I, the only thing I kind of really knew was football. So yeah. obviously, I started playing locally for the, the school, for Hammersmith and Fulham, and then got spotted by Chelsea when I was eight. Eight Early. going on nine, yeah. Because I, I was playing a, a year or two above, like when I was playing for Hammersmith and Fulham, and yeah. well, a year, and then played for West London and got spotted. So I was at Chelsea from a, a young age, and as I said, it was it was my club. I, I lived down the bottom of Northland Road, so. Sported them, yeah? Oh yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's the low, like, 15 minute walk from me. My house, like so, um, but then I, I'd say that the, the the real serious side. I mean, you start playing for, like I said, you play for London, West London, and all, all that. The, the real serious side of it came when. Uh, do you remember Lillyshaw, like yeah. the national school? Yeah. So obviously the trials came around, like the South East trials came about, and one of the coaches at the time who was at Chelsea was uh, Bob Osborne, and it, and he'd said to me, "I think this will be the the best thing for you, just where you live." on the estate that I live in and the type of trouble you could get yourself into. Yeah. And, um, was it rough around there when you was growing up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was great for me. Yeah, I, I got on great with everyone and all the older lot kind of yeah. looked out for me. But some of the Chelsea coaches who used to come and uh, pick me up and take me to training was at Batsy at the time. They, they, on the way back, they wouldn't drive into my estate. So they'd, right, they'd okay. leave me outside because there was a few times where a couple of them would drop me off and had yeah. a bit of bother on the way out. Yeah, um, so, um, no, yeah, so, but again, it's, it's all I knew. It, yeah. uh, as I said, like, it's a, I've still got a lot of pals from around there and it was a community um, 
type environment. So I have no qualms about my upbringing, but I wouldn't want my kids growing up where I Got you. grew up. Um, so yeah, anyway, he was kind of saying that Lillyshaw would be the best thing for you. Get out of the school that you're in, get away, focus on football at a time, you know what it's like, 14 to 16 is a bit of a, yeah, of can be turning points for, we've all seen, we've all, we've all yeah. got friends who have gone the, down the wrong path. And then, as I said, I managed to get through the, the trials and getting into Lillyshaw was probably the, one of the biggest impacts that I, I had on my career. I was lucky enough to, first and foremost, be coached by an amazing coach, Keith Blunt, who's uh, unfortunately died a couple of years ago. But yeah. as far as um, getting a football education and learning the game, he was he was paramount to that. As I said, I felt I had um, some great coaches along the way, like particularly Bob Osborne and Keith Blunt. And, and what age is that, Joe? So like 14 to 16. Was it, was it boys that you played with at that age group that... Yeah, so, so like the year above me was like... Um, Jamie Carragher, Marlon Brooms, right, people okay. like that who had played. And then my age was um, me, Neil Clement, Mark Gower, yeah. uh, Michael Branch. They'd kind of played early. And the year below us was like Michael Owen, Wes Brown, right. Michael Ball. You're in the mix of Yeah, so you're, like, you're, you're, you're there for two years. And it's, it's tough, to be fair. You've got to move away from home. It's boarding school, really. How did you find that? Do you know what? It was, I loved it because it was 32 lads. One, obviously, when you first get there, you've got the older age group, which was Cara and Ronnie Woolwork and people like that. But it was tough because it was, it was almost like starting your YTS two years early, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And because you're around elite footballers that, that are top as well, you feel like you're learning not only from the older lot, but the ones that you're training with every day. And you didn't go to school all hours, but you kind of got off early some days and had half days because How did of that work with school is it well just they took away the physical edge so you didn't do PE and stuff so they took away the physical education side of school and you missed a few classes and maybe took a couple of subjects less um, but I my kind of schoolwork improved when I left my school and went there because they if you weren't doing what you should be doing at school they'd take you out of football so you're so what you love where i could maybe get away with that at home like yeah. I, you couldn't get away with it there plus you also had help if you needed homework you could yeah, yeah, go yeah. to your mate and go what, what's that one? <laughs> like do you know what i mean Course. while we was doing Got homework you. together so i loved it it's probably as far as t two year period in my in my lifetime it, it a great time when we was there you remember everyone would get guaranteed pros at clubs, you'd get like YTS and then pro and all that. And I remember- it was, In good stead being around. Yeah, and, and like I, I was offered to leave Chelsea and go to other clubs. Man United, Nottingham Forest at the time were Did you chucking really? around the dome. But because I was so attached to Chelsea, but, and Graham Ricks was the manager at the time and he had said to me, listen, everyone's getting all these guaranteed pros. He went, you carry on where you're going. He went, it won't be long before like, Glenn's mm -hmm. looking at you, like, and Glenn, I'd met Glenn Oddle while I'd been playing in the youth team as a schoolboy and stuff anyway, and he knew me, and I remember always thinking, I, I trusted people at that time where I went, yeah, if it wasn't for someone like Glenn Hoddle and the way Chelsea was playing football at that time, Glenn Hoddle come to the club, I think, in 93, What was 94. he like, Joe? Unbelievable. One of the best coaches you've ever had? Yeah, well, do you, do you know what, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I had him for long, um, but all his all his ideas when he took over at Chelsea, he made all the other age groups play the same way. So we was the first to play at three at the back. Yeah. Um, one pivot, two midfielders, like wing backs. We that, that was the first I heard it. But 
we'd been playing it from like under 14, under 15. So if he wasn't in charge of the first team, I wouldn't have made my debut at 17. Like, okay. no way, because one, he liked technical players. Yes. But two, the way that we played meant that I could maybe play in midfield with three, a three, and there was, because we passed the ball. If, I, if, if certain other Chelsea managers or plenty of managers that I'm sure we've all played for were in charge of Chelsea, there's, I don't think there'd have been a prayer that I'd have made my debut like six weeks after my 17th birthday. So that's birthday. big for you that he was there at that time. No, Timing's everything. No, right? Exactly. That, that's, that side of stuff is lucky because I certainly found out after that later on in my career even that you'd have certain managers that would just look and go you can't play centre midfield even even when I was like in my 30s they'd go I like to play four in midfield and don't want a small one in the middle of midfield like do you know what I mean yeah, you heard, yeah, yeah, oh, they, 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 I, I know for well I was left out of certain games because of my size. height it's, it's, listen it's a lot easier now for smaller ones to get on as far as there's three in midfield and a lot of teams are playing football. But yes. what I would say as well is that there's also far more technical players than there was back in the day yeah. that are big ones. That you're getting everybody that is getting better with the ball and Absolutely. more used to the even ball. Even the so, bigger athletes now. So if you if you are even, which I totally get, if I'm up against somebody else who's the same as me, but he's a few inches taller, going with a big I'm going it? with a big one. Always. Like Set if you're plays. the same. Don't leave me out if I'm better than him, but I'll get you. at the same yeah, time, yeah, yeah. if you're similar, you're going, it's, it's so it should be. Touching Glenn as well, because I hear stories of Glenn, all the boys tell, did he ever join in training? And he's oh, just he's the, he's the, he was the best I've ever seen. And obviously, this is the year that he... Cause I, I don't know if you remember, sorry, I'd I, I come, when I was doing Soccer AM, I'd done, um, you know, the drill, yeah. and you said, you want to see Glenn do this? Oh, do no, you remember no, you no. Said yeah, yeah, that was right, it was his drill. <laughs> it was his drill, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, that's God, it. God, was he a joke? Um, no, unbelievable. And, and, and uh, we've all heard stories, which you should do about Glenn in, in training. He was ridiculous. And I I used to be training at times, and obviously I was 16, 17 a lot of the times when I was training with him, but you'd, I'd look and go, he should be playing in the first place. <laughs> like, like, why are you not playing? Not like, I'm looking at him going, there's not a player on this team that could live with him, like Dennis Wise's and. Did Gavin any of the players ever put it forward to him? And not I, I, really. Listen, I, I think I, I think if well, if you're a midfielder, you ain't putting it to him because he's taking your, your <laughs> he's taking your place <laughs> for starters. I know. Listen, he played as a player manager at Chelsea, and he yeah. could, he couldn't run anymore. But if you played yeah, a seven-a-side yeah, yeah. game in training, yeah, when he's small, he, yeah, he just shows. What he would do with you have to both feet. Up. He used to like oh yeah, love shining his fires off, didn't he? Uh, he loved <laughs> he used that to one. Get... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, oh, that was yeah. Joe, that nearly oh, went oh, in. Oh. Boys, I'm telling you, that I've nearly good. lost that. That was de decent. I've got to wedge me, um, got to wedge me handle in the platform. What have you got to do? I'm not... Do you need help with anything? Yeah, just grab that net in a minute. We'll be all right. <laughs> if I get it in, one nil to bully Joe. Early doors. God, that nearly is literally going, weren't it? Yeah, that's, I'd have been I would have gone in. That was like when you jumped Go over. On, grab that net for me, Judd. Grab that what net for me. So what are you doing with this now, then? I'm just going to try and get it out, and you're just going to... Oh, you... <laughs> that dive weren't even worth it. Ah, oh, there you go, boys. Right, Joe, you might as well reel yours in, have another chuck out now. Yeah? Well, if you want, but I'd advise you to, yes, being your gilly. Oh, Go nice. reel it in. Oh, 
lost it. I can't believe we lost it. Well, I was enjoying our chat. Where was we, Joe? Go on. Where was we? Uh, what was we talking about? I think we were talking, talking about, about the hubs. We were talking about the hubs, yeah. Loves, used to love to get oiled up, but the boy could play, couldn't he? Oh, no, yeah, he was, he was outstanding, but... As I said, about, go on, go on. What I mean? only had, like, sort of properly being around him yeah. every day as a, as a YTS. He was, you know, he was there for six months before he took the England job. Not six yeah. months, it was a year, but I was around the first team for six months. And it was one of those where, you know, where we were talking about fear earlier. I def yeah. Everyone definitely had a bit of fear from him, though. Really? Yeah. and you Because of what I, he'd done in the game, Joe? Yeah, and also because he would... He was, yeah, he'd tell you. Like, if he saw me being a young lad walking down the the corridor and walking past boots that needed picking up he or... He would pull you. Oh, he went mad. If he ever saw me chilling, like, he'd go, can't you go in the gym or something? Can't you do something? Like, you know what On I mean? You. Can't you go and... Really? Uh, yeah, he was, he was I, I was fearful that. of him. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in a good way, do you know what I mean? As I said, no, I remember... absolutely. I remember when he, on his last day of training, we all knew he was going to the England job and he, one, he joined in training and just thought, right, I'm going to When he's it. leaving? Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. So when he, uh, he'd already spoke to the, like, spoke to us all as a team and then... Watch it. On the, yeah. <laughs> and then on the, um, on the last day, he put on like a, an exhibition really in training where he just thought, right, I'm going to just leave you with this. And I remember just everyone was just gobsmacked by how really? good he was in training. Did you learn a lot from him? Yeah. Because he, coaching? Yeah. I know we're going to get on to yeah, that Yeah, because he was like, um, like as far as the, the coaching side, up, certainly with a playing three at the back, there were, like, things stuck in my head definitely yeah, with him. Yeah. And also the individual things that he would, he would talk to me about, like being a midfielder and obviously trying to be a... What one, I get from talking to you as well, Joe, have you always been... Because I wasn't. Uh, what would you call it? Like a teacher of the game. Have you always had coaching in you? Even as a kid growing up, was you that, really that was the, grab, well, did it grab you? Well, that's what I mean. It, it weren't that I would look at coach and think coaching, but a lot of my managers or coaches would, would know I understood the game. So when there was things that needed translating throughout the team because yeah. I was vocal on the pitch it, yeah. a lot of the time it'd be right right we want to do this so it would be like maybe another opportunity for the message to be reiterated from the from yeah, the manager yeah. you know even at I mean? a young age was that yeah yeah, yeah that's what I mean I, I that, that was kind of what Blunt he was go on you're in boy oh, what, what, just really what just, am I doing the, the forward really, thing yeah 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 right now <laughs> when, when I've when I've, when I've seen really, this I've seen sometimes you pull it and sometimes yeah yeah, yeah. just grab grab put your higher. hand up higher no this hand higher Right. Why do we both panic? And just feel like the right amount of tension. He's Rod's condensed. You can ooh, give that ooh, a little ooh, bit ooh, more. It's ooh. all right. If it He's wants to run, backwind it. If he right, wants to go, right, if right. you want to bring it towards you, that brings it yeah, towards yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Just take your time, because as you see, I lost mine, so no pressure. And I'll get this little bad boy ready. That tugged off, didn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, he's having a little. So I'll let it's it go right. when yeah, it. Yeah. Let ooh. it go. Just let it go. And then just backwind. Yeah. And if you feel like you can. Oh. Here we go. Here we go, Jody Morris. There's your first one, me old son. <laughs> Love it. I don't want to let go just in case. Flip that, flip that a little bit. What size right, is that? Though. then? That's three pound, three and a half pound. Yeah, it's nearly. Got the fifteen twenty. Take that. It's all right, won't it? Is that one nil then? Yeah. One nil to the Morris. There you go. Begin his luck, eh?
Talk me through the players that he started to bring in and when you stepped into the first team, it was a long time. I mean, well, did it, you it, sort of step up and go, oh, this is big. Uh, do you know what? Now. I actually, when, when I first went over to the first team, a, a lot of it becomes a little bit easier because they're, they're all bright. And they're all like good yeah. footballers and they all want the ball and make angles. If you come in from the youth Especially team. Especially your and, game. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It, you they need kind of the bounce those ball, sort, There's yeah. a lot of things that are hard, a lot harder and a lot tougher and you're playing. Yes against men and you're um, nine and a half, ten stone or something. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And, and it's difficult, but there were some sides of it that I found easier because yeah. you were playing with good players and they would give you the right weight of pass and then pass it to yes. your right foot and stuff like that. And if they knew that you could play, it, it, was, it, was, it was good. Um, but obviously, in, in, at that time, the, you had Mark Hughes, Rude Hullet, obviously Wisey was the, the captain. Rude and that. Hullet. I'm talking ah, about Ridiculous, him. ridiculous. As a player... Even though his his knee was shot to bits and he he was lazy on when he played in the first team he he was lazy but he could kind of afford to be like for instance if we'd had an attack he'd just walk back. But, really? Oh yeah. He'd walk was there back. a little bit of you going any chance? Well, do you know what? It, obviously, in those times, I weren't really playing Got enough you. for me to. I but I used to think it up in the stands or watching yeah. going. Come on. Blimey, but. When you talk about injury, I rarely ever see him give the ball away. And I, I remember always looking at him just thinking, if this is you at the end wow. and you're finished Imagine. and his knee's yeah, gone yeah. and stuff <laughs> like that, I was thinking he would have been unreal in his day, Rolls which we Rolls. all know he was. Yeah. But, you know, when you see it firsthand, in, in little boxes and long-distance passing, he's, he, was, he was outstanding. Like, really? he, he was unreal to look at. And he, he was a real powerhouse. Whenever he decided to turn it on, he would... He could blow by people when he wanted, but it was one of those you could see. He was his knees were playing yeah. up, and he was not the same person physically. But even for those odd moments in games where he'd power past people, uh, he was he was a joy to watch. Amazing player, amazing. Yeah. Was that me? I can't believe I it. I didn't even clock I can't that. Believe it. Go on. Oh, right. Yep. Is this, is this me again? Again. Yeah. I'll just go back go out onto the platform. Oh. Chelsea luck, innit? Outrageous. I didn't, even, I didn't even notice that. I thought the reel was spinning back. I was like, hold tight. Oh, mm. it's all the way over there. She's a better one. Can you tell that that's bigger yeah. already? If it feels slow, more usually, if it feels slower and more ploddy and heavier, obviously, do you get know what I mean? Yeah. That usually tells you she's a beaut. It's like 2-0 to the Morris. Ooh, steady. Bigger? It feels like it's pulling a little bit more, but I don't know. Uh, four, I'll give you four pounds for it. What do you think now? Start do lifting. I, tell me where. Yeah, do I keep reeling? reeling? No, 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 no you, you just hold to keep it, yeah. reeling. Just hold it there. Yeah, she's a bit bigger. If she wants to go, let her go still, but... <laughs> Number two. A bit bigger, isn't he? A little bit. Oh, no, no. Oh, I don't know. No, no, I do think it's little. I'm little definitely bit claiming it's a bit bigger. It could be four pound. Go on, have an hold of him. He won't hurt you, seriously. Ooh, hold it low ooh. to the ground in case you drop in. Talk me about your debut. Do you remember oh, yeah. clear as day? Like... Well, well, do you know what? It was. It kind of started in in the week because we had an FA we had an FA Cup game. I never knew. As I said, I was I've just turned seventeen. Um, but I'd still been training every now and then with the first team. And I remember uh, we was playing QPR on a Wednesday, I think. And it was an FA Cup game. 
and I was training with the first team at Stamford Bridge. We were then going to the hotel to have a kip and then play in the evening at Loftus Road. And um, I mentioned Terry Byrne earlier. I was whenever I used to train with the first team, I then used to just immediately help out with kit. Obviously, that was one of the things of the young lads so still help out with. The first, right, okay. Yeah, I, I hadn't played at this point. I, I was obviously oh, yeah. just, I was still just a, a youth team player. Um, and we trained at Stamford Bridge, and when everyone was finished, and I was helping tell with the the kit, um, he he got called out of the room by Hoddle, and then came back in. He went right. He said, uh, "We better get you a shirt made up." So this is back in the day when you know when they first started doing shirts with yeah. their names and numbers yeah, on the back. Yeah, yeah. I went, what? He went, you're on the bench tonight in the FA Cup against QPR. The gaffer's just told me. So I was like, ah. Oh. He went, yeah, he's killed me though. He said, because this was before uh, you'd have like a club shop um, or any anything that you could get done straight at a training ground. I mean, now yes. Chelsea print their numbers Got and everything. At, there at, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, so this was before all that. So he went, I'm going to have to get you a shirt done. He went, do you know any sports shops around here? Like, obviously, yeah. that would, and I went, yeah, Apollo Sports on North End Road. He went right coming in, and the kit that we was wearing. Do you remember the orange and grey kit? Yeah. Uh, it was a bit, it was a bit loud. It? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a bit loud. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think it's iconic now. I think, but yeah. um, me and him had to so finish the kit. All the first team's gone off to the hotel for a kit. Me and him have gone down North End Road, um, jumped out with these two shirts. It's class, though, isn't it? Yeah. That you're like, oh, oh no! But, and obviously, I, I knew the people in Apollo Sports and well, the sport. Yeah, they was like cool. the, two, the two sports shots from down my area. So like, we we bowled in there, and he's gone right. We need a. That'd never happen now. Mo- no, we, we need no. Morris, and I think I was 21, my first number. And he went, the fella behind, who I'd as I said, I, I knew. He went, oh, yeah, no problem. Printed it, and come away. But back then, you could only do numbers in white. Like it was like obviously right. unless you'd sent it off to Umbro or whatever the kit yeah. sponsor was, it would come back in orange. He went, we've only got white numbers but and all white. Your kit was black. No, no. Numbers. So it was orange and grey, yeah. and the number on the back was orange, so it gotcha. had to be orange. So he's printed up Trumping the number and the, the name yeah. in white. So we ended up coming out of there. There was W H Smith next door, going in there, getting uh, two massive orange felt tip pin pens <laughs> back to Stanford Bridge <laughs> and no I'm, co- I'm colouring in my name and my number with, with TV yeah, yeah like orange <laughs> like so obviously from afar it looked orange but when you got Passable. close it was like obviously I'd, I'd coloured I'd coloured in over the lines and everything there's a bit on the yeah. grey and but it didn't matter to me it was like oh my god I'm getting the yeah. number uh, made up and anyway we, I went to the hotel by the time I'd got there and stuff the lads were kind of waking up and doing pre-match and then I was I was on the bench didn't get on against QPR but then four days later we played Middlesbrough at home and in the days after that game Glenn pulled me and went you'll be on the bench again son like you're training well like just give me a little pep talk and anyway the lads were unbelievable I think Gavin Peacock scored a hat trick and uh, Paul Furlan had scored and and I remember him saying go on go and warm up so I'm thinking nervous do you know what I was? I was actually still thinking he ain't going to put me on. No, no. I, I just thought because he never oh, put okay. me on at QPR, although it was a tight game at QPR. I just thought well, he ain't going to put me on, but he's doing it for experience and stuff like that. And then I remember warming up, and all the fans were shouting behind me, going Jody, Jody, and, and I was thinking, fair play, like a few of the fans know me in that, like yeah. I, I weren't anybody. And then they kept shouting, and I was thinking, 
all right, so I thought, it was, is it someone I knew or something? And I looked round and then they was all pointing back at the dugout and uh, Hoddle was calling me back. And then, anyway, I went back, said, go on, son, go in there, play your own game, like, relax, just enjoy it. But we was, it was perfect because we was like five new up or something. Yeah. And John Spencer come off, I went on for John Spencer and yeah, it was, it was one of the best feelings of, of my life. The fact that I- Start of it. Yeah, and then even after the game, I mean, as I said, it was, I'm the youngest to ever play in the Premier League for Chelsea still. Is that right? I yeah. didn't know that. And, um, oh yeah, I've had a bit of banter with the lads that I've coached and all that, they were getting quite close to the yeah, first yeah. team. Like, you've, you've missed your opportunity. Early. You've missed your opportunity. Frank, oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sticking back, sticking back. Um, but no, but those sort of feelings there of coming out of Stamford Bridge and just walking home down the North End Road past the shop a few days before that I was colouring in me a thing and then going to my estate Class. outside, the pubs outside my estate all giving you a it's little clap like walking in and out yeah it was, yeah, it was great time. days that had never happened your local sports shop you obviously know the people behind the ramp yeah yeah you're yeah like, looking at your new trade yeah. you're actually going to get your yeah. number first yeah no it was, it, was, it was mad yeah mad uh, if, up skip and jump i've got to mention um you didn't mention zola yeah when he came to the club what was mm. he like joe amazing like uh, it was in Did that he come with Dimitri, was it? no no he him? was he was he came in uh december of the the when I made my debut, he he'd came not December. When I'd made my debut, he came that that season. But after I'd made my debut, because I right. remember when I left Chelsea, I was the longest-serving player. Um, but when he walked through the door, he couldn't speak a word of English, and horrific dress sense. And you, you're automatically looking. But obviously, we all knew Zola going like we yeah, cool. watching him for Palmer, oh, yeah, like yeah. when him and Esprilla and that were playing. You going, and I, I just loved it because I, I I think I was about couple of millimetres taller than him so I was just thinking I'm not the smallest anymore <laughs> like um but his first day of training you just his technical ability and how good he was he was so sharp yeah so sharp and his his body was immaculate not an ounce of fat on him muscles everywhere yeah um and then he just took he took the club again every year around those early early times where obviously um sorry it wasn't the year that I, I'd made my debut he came the season after um, but you're going, no, he took the club to another level. Like, really? Do you know what I mean? It was, yeah, his technical ability and things that he could do with a ball. And, you know, like, he would just find space and ways to affect the game and the assist that he would, he would get. He, uh, he, was, he was class to so watch. Did he come straight in on free kicks? Was he quite dominant in his way? Oh, no, no. I, I don't think he would have had to, he didn't, like, basically say anything because he couldn't. But, like, again, I'm on free kicks. I think. People like Dennis Wise and that just went, well, obviously well, you're taking yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, right, like, okay. Um, oh, no, it, it was, was that big a sign and it was nah, sort it of was like... Huge. It was like, it, it, it was a surprise, I think, to not only people like us at Chelsea, but it was it was a surprise to surprise people in the sign. league as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as well, because well, he was, he was, he was a top-jaw player. Um, class. You mentioned Wisey as well. Do you still speak to White, Dennis, the old every boy? Now, like every, every now and then. What was he like? Uh, he was quite tough on me because he was... He was you know when you get given a pro when you're a YTS. Yeah, just um, he was he was tough, but he was he was handy because he was the only one that would give you 25 quid if he scored a goal, and he was on penalties. Um, so what do you mean he'd give you 25 quid? So if he scored a goal, he'd give you 25 quid. When you're earning 30. Oh, sorry, I was, when I was, you're like, YT, gotcha. I was like 29 quid a week. Yeah. So as I said, he was <laughs> tough on me at the beginning, but you're going. He was hard because you had to have every bit of kit out and one sock weren't there and all really that. He was on you. He was on yeah. you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he was, listen, he was a, he had his style of leading and uh, yeah, being you. a captain and that. He was, 
he was tough, like tough on the pitch, and obviously a obviously a good player. Absolutely. Let's, uh, so how long was you at Chelsea for, Joe? So in total? well, when I left, I was 24, and I'd been there for 16 years then. So right, okay. And where did you go on to after? Uh, I went to Leeds. I, 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 what was that like? Was big clubs. Yeah, I mean, do you know what? It was it was obviously in a transitional period of it. They'd, there was so much going on behind the scenes. Um, but at the time when I'd left Chelsea, I'd, I turned down a deal because I was I was going to go and sign for Blackburn, Graham Souness at Blackburn. And I'd met him. Chelsea had offered me what was a poor deal considering what, what load of others were on yeah. and, and how the long how long I'd been you there. You away as well, weren't you? Well, do you know what? It's not so much now, but back then, if you was homegrown... And, and also, there was quite a few things that had played into... So they'd, they'd offered me a deal two years before that that was actually worth more money. And then... Um, kind of took it away from a bit because there was a, f- a few problems off the pitch. But then when when they offered me this next deal, it was like, do you know what? I know what some of the lads that are on that don't even get in the reserve team. And they're, they're, they're so much... And I weren't even asking for anything near that. But what the club was telling me at the time is that the, uh, Chelsea was in financial trouble, which yeah, I okay. totally thought was like, yeah, you're just fobbing me off again. Which we found out after my, my last season there is when we beat Liverpool last game of the season to qualify for the Champions League and they were saying if we didn't qualify for the Champions League Chelsea was going into administration so when I was being told this I would just thought yeah, you're just fobbing me off with rub, a rubbish deal again because yeah. I'm homegrown so I then thought you know what I've been here so long and maybe a change is what my career yeah. needs and I loved Soonest whenever I saw him speak on telly or I liked the way Blackburn played at the time they yeah. had good players there Andy Cole Damien Duff um, and I remember thinking it would suit me. So I met him, shook his hand on the deal, and then that all fell through I after the season. I, I have no idea. Even to no, this day, okay. my agents at the time had one version of stories. Blackburn Chief Exec had one version. Yeah. Soonis had his version when I rang him back up and was going, what's going on? And he was like, no, no, it'll get done. Don't panic. And then all of a sudden, his phone number didn't ring anymore. Like, yeah. And I'm like, I was left in the lurch, to be fair. And I was... I was halfway through a medical at Cardiff who was in the championship at the time because, well, to be fair, I was going to sign for Portsmouth before that with Harry and then another one falls through. <laughs> right, yeah. So I was like, I'd gone from leaving my boyhood club but going, do you know what, it's the biggest step for my career to go and play nice for Soonish, play for Blackburn. This and then I, then I was left without a club. Horrible, and then yeah. it got to the point where teams were going back to training and uh, I went and went to sign for Cardiff because it was I literally thought, um, I need to do something and then I was halfway through a medical and Peter Reid rung me from from Leeds and just said right Jody is Peter Peter Reid in his scouse voice I won't yeah, do it yeah, yeah. Um, but he went oh, Ray I was just speaking to Ray Wilkins they was at a function or something he went I was just speaking to Ray Wilkins and I said oh that's a great move that Jody to Blackburn and Ray went oh no no it, it, it fell through he went oh we all we all got told it was a done deal, like, not to say we all up, but he said, I'd heard it was a done deal. And he went, no, no, he, I think he's really struggling, and, but he might be signing yeah. for another team. I don't know who it was. Anyway, Pete Reid rung me, went, I'll take you at Leeds in a heartbeat. He said, but the club's really in big trouble financially. Um, he said, I heard that before. Yeah. And I was like, typical. Yeah. Just, just my luck. Yeah. Uh, like, we've Chelsea in, in, in financial <laughs> yeah. trouble like six months ago or whatever. And then now is the team that I was going to. And anyway, he just said to me, I'll, I'll take you. He said, but 
I've kind of got a link at Cardiff and they knew what you was getting at Cardiff and he's spoken to someone at Leeds and went, we'll give you the same deal that Cardiff was giving you. So it weren't like, obviously Leeds were in financial trouble, but there was some people there on real big don'ts and top players. But I was just like, oh, I'm still in the Premier League. Of course. Going to sign for, I, I Dubs, who's my big mate, was there. I knew a few of their, the Leeds players from before when Rio was there. I used to go up there and see Rio and Dubs. Yeah, of course. So I knew a few of the players. And I thought I'd stand in the Premier League. And then I went there, it's a massive club, great city. Like, uh, as is, I said, when I, first, when I first started playing and living in the city, fantastic fans, they, they were so passionate. Great lads, great bunch of lads, people like Gary Kelly, David Batty, Jason Wilcox, top draw Blinding, lads, like yeah. young lads like Alan Smith. Um, and anyway, I started playing for Leeds and I had, I had a problem where the club didn't really back me to do stuff. Peter Reid was amazing for me. Um, but in those, you could tell that there was so much going on that we kind of found out years later the, the real depth of what was going on at Leeds at the time, yeah. and the things that. We, but as far as a club, it, it, it was top. It was top Class. draw. But as and I said, how long was you at there for? Just that one season. I, I'd, yeah. I'd kind of, as I said, I had, I had some problems and left during that season and finished the season playing for Rotherham in the Championship. Did you go to Scotland as well? Yeah. So after there, I went to I went to Millwall. Um, That's right. Why signed me at Millwall? Um, down to Dirty South, didn't you? What was that yeah. like? That's hostile club. Well, it well. was, yeah, funny enough that I'd left Chelsea and gone to Leeds, which Chelsea Leeds had a bit of history. And then I'd obviously left there. I had an option to sign for Peter Reid, who was then Coventry manager. Right. So after he'd got the Coventry job. and But because of the, the problems that I'd had, I wanted to get back home. And even though Millwall was, again, not, they were in them and Chelsea and like Chelsea and Leeds it was like oh yeah um and I felt a bit out of order on Peter Reid he stuck by me he was brilliant for me uh, at Leeds and he he really went and batted for me with the people that were running the club at the time um over certain things and but I just wanted to get home for my family so then I ended up signing for Millwall when Wisey was manager and yeah it's, it's, Enjoy it's certainly uh yeah I, I, I like the lads the lads that were there, I'm, I'm still mates with a couple of them, um, some really good boys. It was, it was a different different way of yeah. playing football. I was used to obviously Keeping playing a certain ball. way at Chelsea, playing the a certain way at Leeds. Wallet, and then when, we, when I went to Millwall, it, was, it wasn't like that. And a lot of it bypassing you. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that, that sort of... You come down, it's that kind of game, and, isn't it? And, and also it was at a point when you, you'd, it's, it's fine when it's going going well that the minute you're kind of not doing so great it, um, it can be it can be a tough place Absolutely. to play for you and and when your family are coming to watch you and yeah some of the things that they're they're seeing and witnessing yeah absolutely no, i'll get tough. it joe i'll get it off the hook off the hook i'll tell you what's off the hook me and that request a bet advert for sky bet request a bet lets you create your own set of possibilities and roll them into one simple bet football's a bit like fishing anything can happen Build it yourself or browse from thousands of other request events already created on site. Pick a set of events that grab you. Back it with a click with the option to cash out to. Discover what's possible with request a bet from Skybet. That's betting better. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Please gamble responsibly. When I was playing for St Johnston in Scotland, I started my, my badges there. Right. Just purely, uh, Derek McInnes, who was the manager, he, he was my teammate at Millwall for a bit. And he said to me, 
you need to start your badges while you're still playing. He said, because it's, it's a nightmare that if you want to try and cram it all in, it's better to do it while you're playing. And the Scottish FA would give you a, a decent little bit of help, like maybe do it on your days off rather than going away for 10 days or something. Do it through, through the season. There was like maybe 11, 12 of us. Who, right, who okay. would, on our day off, we would go and sort of do one part of the B licence or whatever, and then next week carry on like that. And I, I, so I started up there in, the, in Scotland. And then funny enough, when it kind of ha- helped a little bit, uh, because when I was still playing, when I was 32, I was caretaker manager for a month in I Scotland. So, yeah, De- her Dell went to Bristol City, and while right. St Johnston were looking for a manager, they'd asked me to like, maybe take over for a couple of games. Um, take the sessions and everything. Well, yeah, but like, I had Alex McClelland, who was already there as a coach, so he helped. And when we're talking about, and obviously I was close with the players, but I was the club captain at the time, and um, the chairman had said to me, look, I want you to do it. Um, but are you comfortable with that with the players? I went, yeah, yeah, no problem. The way I was as a captain anyway, I, I, I didn't mind saying Absolutely. what I thought. Um, but then obviously speaking to the, the more senior lads and, and Alex as well, who's, who was there at the time, I was then saying, do I not play then? to give us the best chance and and he was saying well I think we lose more if you don't play and you want to kind of take yeah so well yeah but then obviously I just said well look if I'm going to play on the day I want it to be I don't want part of the the build up and and proper team talks and I don't want to be doing that because I need to give I need to give my best for the team playing so I said to Al you do it and then obviously if you're thinking something in game run it Difficult by me position, run it by it? me yeah. type stuff but yeah. um but yeah but as i said it, it was uh, it was only for a, a month the, the chairman yeah. said to me did i did i want to go for the job and i said Full no like, because Derek McInnes had gone to bristol city he was saying that he wanted to try and take me the next season to bristol city and i was like to have another crack at the championship after four and a half years in scotland i'd rather do that than cut my career short yeah and try and do I still felt I had basically years to play, um, so I didn't bother going for it. Listen, whether I'd have got it or not, I, d- I don't know, but um, it was certainly something that... How old was you then? 32. Right, OK. And then, yeah, so that was the first taste that I ever had, and I'd started my, doing my, my badges up there in Scotland, but then I, the next year I came down to England, did go to Bristol City, ended up leaving after that year and was looking for a club. That's, I kind of went back into Chelsea to train with the under-21s while... I was looking for a club and where I'd taken my family up to Scotland that we'd yeah. moved around quite a lot um, and there wasn't great options for me. A couple of the options that I had was dropping down into League One and also far away and we'd, we'd literally just got back down south and was like, ah, do you know what? Well, no, listen, I, I'd still, I, I made no bones about it. No, I still wanted to play. Right, gotcha. But where I was training with uh, the under-21s at Chelsea, I spoke to Andy Myers and Dermot Drummy, who was the there and they said that they were last Neil Bath who I'd known anyway from my time at Chelsea and and they basically just said look come in and train and after a few days of training Dermot Drummy went to Neil Bath and said I'd like to have him in all the time he's coaching while he's training right, and I don't that. I don't have to I don't have to say as much so obviously Mizey and Dermot would normally do the training 
but where I was taking part and being vocal, they could observe a little bit more rather than sort of speak and shout oh, yeah. over certain things. So anyway, as I said, after a, about two weeks, Neil Bath then pulled me and said, look, they love you with like the under 21s when you take part in a session. If you want to do some extras in the afternoon with the individual players, you can do that. Like your Ruben Loftus-Cheeks, Nathan Ackes, people like Lewis Baker, John Swift. Um, if you want to do some extras in the afternoon, maybe take along. do that to yeah. help you sort of like yeah. the coaching. And then at the weekends, uh, assist with the under 16s. He went, if you're ready to do that. And then obviously I then had, then thought, I'd big, get the it was an opportunity big, yeah. to go back in at Chelsea at the academy. And obviously Neil Bath went, look, we'll, we'll pay you and it'll be like a, New career a role. For you, right? Yeah, but obviously it meant it was tough because I still wanted to play. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was, it, yeah, I was 33 now. So like yeah, I'm back in, at, young, back, still... back in it. Oh, I definitely had years to play because right, that yeah. was what, there was a point when Chelsea was talking about maybe playing me in the under-21s as an overage player, but also still doing everything else. Yeah, I, oh, I, I could have done, but you, yeah. Neil was a little bit like, no, nah, I'm not too sure about that. If we need you, we can do that. Um, but they were talking about registering me and stuff like that. But yeah. as I said, that was, it was a difficult decision, but one that certainly paid off because the education that I had, even in the first year, um, as I said, I was working across different age groups, under 21s and under 16s, as well as doing a bit of one-on-one -on -one yeah. work with players. And then th literally the next season after that, they wanted me to move up to the under 18s and assist and be full-time just coaching. But with the two years that I had as uh, the under 18 manager, um, we, we had won the Youth Cup uh, for years previous to that, the three, right. three years previous. Um, and to be fair, the FAU Cup, we all we all remember our opportunities to try and win that as players and all that. Yeah. And the kids, no matter what they achieve in their career, the FAU Cup is always Big, isn't that it? prestigious tournament in it. But to be honest, as a coach, the, the two years that I had, I, I I would probably say, I mean, to be, I, I won every trophy in those two years. So I won the treble the first year and a quadruple the, the second year. And then obviously the UFA Youth Cup is in that and it's the most prestigious oh. tournament. But if I'm being honest, the, 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 the academy had never won the National League. Like they'd never won the league right, like okay. when I was there before me and not since me. So I won the Cup, the National League, the, sorry, the Southern League, the National League and then the FA Youth Cup. And then the Didn't second year they added another tournament in, a Premier League Cup. And I won the, the same treble and then the Premier League Cup as well. So. Me as a coach and my coaching head, the FA Youth Cup, you always have the best players to choose from. Yeah. Like you get the players come down from the under 21s and stuff like that, and you get your, your people that you can play in the FA Youth Cup. But I was more proud of the fact that I'd, won, I'd won the league, yeah, course, um, the you. National League, that the, the academy's never done. So yeah. um, I was more proud of that because it, you was, it was with the players that you worked day in, day out with, rather than I the ones that, that would maybe come Got down you. from the under 21s. But everyone always remembers the FA Youth Cup and the, the level of player. So that, FA Youth Cup, you have a serious pick of players from yeah, that. Yeah, you? so it's like anything. So for instance, my, my first one, you'd, we, in our final we had, uh, you'd have like uh, Mason Mount, who was my captain. I made him captain in, in he, when he was a second year. You had Mason Mount on our team, you, uh, Trevor Chaloba, uh, Reese James, who was playing as a first year, and we was playing against like. Well, Reese was a year younger, 
yeah. than, than Mason and Trevor. Yeah, no, no, he was 17. 17. Uh, Mason was 18, I think, or 17, yeah. 18. But we was playing against like Sancho and Foden and, uh, at Man City. So, so like there was, there was big level did they, did they, players. Did some of these names spark out of you then? Oh, no, Joe? no, yeah, you knew the ones. You, People like Foden and Sancho at, at Man City, you, you knew oh. they were top, top players. Yeah. Um, Seen any performances even... Some we might not know, didn't mate, where you thought, wow, have you, you know, in your, when you was at youth level doing your managing there, did you see any that really sta- stand out where you thought, he is one? Yeah, Foden would, would always, I think, produce, but I have to admit, when, when we was playing in the league a year before that, I remember Jaden Sancho coming on a sub as an under-16 against us right. away at Man City, and he came on for like, and had like a 20... 25 minute spell as a schoolboy in the youth team and he you looked at him and went oh he could he yeah, could do but, but man city had so many good players and then yeah cool so many, and then the year after when we played we played arsenal in the final and then that was i made reese james captain right. when he was a second year and you had like your billy gilmore callan hudson the doys um, we had Saka, so it's like Saka was playing against us then in, in, the, in the final you know these lads yeah. have gone on and done so well but yeah, uh, as I said, we, we won both finals quite comfortably. Um, oh, is that me again? Yeah, boy, you're really Onto the platform I'll tell again. You what, we're swapping sides out of this. I ain't having this <laughs> on my own channel. This is a joke. I don't know where it is. Oh, oh come on, Jimmy. Yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> oh, he's trying to do me, isn't he? He's trying to force him out. <laughs> trying to force him off. Cool, he's going this one, isn't he? He's motoring. Keep waiting on the platform, Joe. Oh, it's still the only small one, isn't it? Smallest one of the day. Ah. Two pan. Get on the camera. The Bulldog and the Norris. Get in there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Three nil. Tell ya, into injury time now as well, so. <laughs> After Chelsea winning all the trophies you won, you went on to Derby mm. with your mate Frank. Yeah. What was that like? Well, it was great. I mean, it, again, it was, uh, it was something that me and Frank had always spoke about. And Frank, while he was doing his badges, would come in and work with me. Right, um, okay. So he was, he was doing his A licence and I'd let him use my players on certain days to make sure he got his hours in got and, you. and stuff like that. And because he was new to it, he, 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 the career that he'd had, he wanted to switch off um, after he'd come back from New York. He just wanted to, didn't want to think about football or whatever. But after a while, he was like, right, I do need to get that sort of side of it done. Okay. And so he so needed he, a bit of time out, didn't Yeah, he? no, he did. But listen, the, the level that he played at and the... And the, put the oh, mate. And, um, yeah, so he used to come in and do a little bit with a group and start getting his, his feet wet as far as coaching is concerned and then started talking about going well I think I think I could get offered a manager's job soon I'm going to start putting it out there and I mm. like we're, we're going and I was like well yeah if, if it's good obviously Frank then got an opportunity to go to Derby and it was it was it was an easy decision for me because it was something that I was always looking for and I was ready to work at first team level but yeah. at the same time the the five years that I'd had uh, what are the differences, Joe, between the youth setup and then finally stepping up to the big plate, if you want, 
You know, is there any big real differences? Or do you know what? I, you didn't I, feel. I think you. Do you know what? I, I've got to be honest. I, I thought I felt less responsibility. I think when you're working with 16, 17, 18 year olds, I, I think you're, you're you're trying to give them every opportunity to have a career, and you're trying to sometimes yes. mould them and you're trying to help them as a as and a young man, like, yeah, like do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. and a bit of a father figure and like, yeah, you had so many players that you you kind of cared and you had this little bond with. And I'm not saying that we we didn't have that with players at Derby, but they're a lot more established than they're old, and they and you, you can kind of view them a bit more along the lines of going right. We we need to get the most out of you to produce for Derby, and yeah. obviously the things that Frank done at Derby was outstanding. That is, like They asked us to change the style of play at Derby. They asked us to... Um, What's Frank's philosophy as well? You talked about... Well, similar. He, yeah, he, no, yeah. Mate, w- listen, we're, we've been big mates for over 20 years. I was years. big fans of When you, I followed you, Frank's every move and your move, you know, when he went to Derby, you could see straight away on the pitch, after 10 minutes, you know, you could see the change. And let's have it right, the Championship, I played a lot of years in the Championship, and you want to play it from the back. It weren't often seen. No, no, yeah, and, and obviously I mean, it's, it's much, it's much better now. The the championship is, but as I said, they asked Frank to change the style of play, um, lower the wage bill, um, which we did, and try and be successful. But and hopefully, if you have an opportunity to promote the youth, yeah. And listen, as I said, Frank done amazing there. The, the way the club felt, I loved my time at Derby. The, it's a small. Small it town like and like, and, and like they they loved their football. They're mad about it, and we all yes. lived. Me and Jonah lived five minutes away from each other in a little village, and it was it was oh mum. Oh yeah, they've all come ruined all yeah. the eggs. And it was uh, I I loved it, and as I said, the the kind of what we got out of the players there, and um, I thought we played some really good stuff. We had some big wins. We beat Jose's Man United in the. In the cup, we beat we beat yeah we beat Southampton, we beat Premier League teams, so that like obviously looks good. Um, And take all the sessions, Joe. Would you probably? No, no. Like like me and Jonah would take quite a lot at Derby, but everything was always dictated to by Frank. Obviously, the the the, I was more experienced in in the coaching side of stuff, so obviously there'd be certain things, but everything would would have to go through Frank in the morning, or if he didn't want to do something, and you'd have to change it you'd have to do something else or he's sharp as a tape Frank oh no he's so bright he's so bright and 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 to be fair the the more and more it went on at Derby the more and more he started doing but as far as team meetings and uh, stuff around the 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 whole building that's what I mean Frank was class at that like all the staff and all the from the dinner lady to the the people in the academy they all loved Frank and as I said he he was he was he was good to every and you know he's, he's just a top bloke but as I said the more and more Kind of that went on. The more he would he would do, but um, yeah, I, I loved our time at Derby. And the fact that we we managed to get into the playoffs and then obviously beating Leeds in the in the semi final of the playoffs and falling at the final hurdle against yeah. Villa was was difficult to take. And one of the one of the toughest moments I've had in football, to be fair, because you wanted it so much for the the city and the people at the club and the players. Um, but as I said, it, it, that's football for you. They're, a week, a week before that, I had probably one of the biggest highs I've ever had by beating Leeds in the second leg of, of the playoff. Of that, do you know what I mean? Yeah, in the space of a, a week or so, yeah. Now, did you pull on? You, you mentioned like the club said about cutting wage bill, bringing young players. 
see, I see you bought Mountain. Did you buy? Well, yeah. We, obviously, we was very lucky that, and we had relationships with Mason Mountain. Did that your background help? Oh no, of course. With the, yeah, yeah, the absolutely. Up, I mean, clubs, to be fair, it's. I'm, I remember me and Frank was talking about what players that w would fit and stuff, and obviously identified Mace as being one that we would definitely yeah. try and get. He'd just been to Holland and performed really well in Holland, but his agency and his dad were had a load of offers and had meetings with other clubs about maybe going to play abroad again because people had worries about him before like is he ready for the championship the physical side yeah now i knew mace was and if you spoke to mace he would tell you he was like i had no qualms about that so but getting him over the line is where frank is great at stuff like that so we had a meeting with tony mason's dad and and mace and obviously just sold not, not only what the club could do for him by, but obviously working with someone like Frank for Mason Mount is, you can't ask for a better, a better teacher. I mean, obviously Frank's probably the greatest goal scoring midfielder of all time as a centre midfielder. Like whatever <laughs> league you want to talk about, that you know, who gets <laughs> over 200 goals from centre midfield. Every field. level. Um, so yeah, people like that obviously is such a great pull for Mason. And, and obviously I've worked with him closely for years. so. Um, it was great, and, and he'd done amazing for us. The Derby fans loved him. For Carol Tamori, done great for us. Yeah. Um, Harry Wilson, done great for us uh, from yeah, Liverpool. Good play. Yeah, another um, Yeah, as I said, so the loan market was really good for us in that <laughs> year. And, and as, as I said, we was we fell short of the final hurdle, but it was certainly what what we felt was a successful time for us. Absolutely. Right. While you was at Derby, mm. talk me through what went on. The, what was it Spygate? Yeah. Yeah. When it. Did you see anyone spying? No, no. The jacket the, well, on? did it work? Do, do you know oh, what? Come on, tell me first. Dan. Funnily enough, we spoke about it, it's not great, but we didn't have a clue what no, was going no. on. No, no. Yeah. So, yeah. Obviously, we was um, we was out on a training pitch, uh, going through actual tactical stuff. We was playing Leeds um, the next night. Yeah. And all of a sudden, a, a police car came into the training ground. A police jumped out of the van, and two policemen walked onto the pitch while we was doing tactical work. Um, and we're like, you know, like, first of all, everyone's probably thinking the same, going, I hope it ain't nothing to do with yeah. me or my family or yeah. any, anything like that. And then he's walked on and just gone, I'm really sorry, like, that we're getting reports that there's someone in the bushes over there. And, like, <laughs> but you're getting worried because, to be fair, Derby's training ground's huge. And for them to get close from where they actually started walking to, They've had to do some amount of graft to get there. Really? Oh yeah. So all the players have stopped, and we've, we've had to wait till the, the policemen went in and all that. And we're standing about for ages and can't can't get going because the police are worried. Like, and then all of a sudden they've come back and uh, they've gone. They've they've arrested someone who, like in the bushes. He's had like bolt cutters and <laughs> Shut yeah yeah up. massive but yeah Little so moody he, bag yeah like oh yeah. And anyway, we, we didn't think too much of it, just thinking, oh, it's yeah, funny. It's wrong. Uh, yeah, don't know, didn't think anything of it. And then we was leaving the training ground and going to Leeds to stay in a hotel. Or no, it was the night before, actually. I think we was going up the next day. And then I was indoors and Frank rang me and went, mate, you ain't never, you're never going to believe this. He went, you know that earlier at the training ground with the police car on the, on the pit? And it was like, he went, they've gone in they've taken the fella back to his car and they've opened the car up or whatever and the car's registered to Leeds United and there was like a Leeds track in the background and he went 
his lead spying on us. And he was like, surely, he was going, surely not. Never like, been like, heard like, of, is it? going, surely, like, surely not. Um, and then later on in the evening, he gets the shout of uh, this number ringing him. And he's like, I don't know who that is or whatever. And then all of a sudden he gets another shout from Derby saying, Bielsa's trying to ring you. As in Frank? Yeah, Mark, right, okay. yeah Bielsa's ringing Frank. Yeah. <laughs> so Frank then answers the phone and Bielsa just went, just to let you know, that was everything that what happened at the training ground is is was was us was Leeds United was me was my staff uh, I take full responsibility um, if you want to wow. if you want to talk about it to the press he went I have no problem he said this is how I work in where I'm from so Frank was going hold on a minute so he's telling me you're spying on us like training like really um, and anyway he? yeah and so. He literally admitted it. So then, he's a bit of an old character, VLs, really. To yeah. phone up, to, I know you know that side of it. No, and obviously, an you can imagine, in. as you can see, he he doesn't do a lot of um, interviews in English and stuff. So I, I, you can imagine that I weren't there when it happened. Frank was in Dort, but like, you can imagine how the phone was going, and he was trying to relay it in sort of broken English to Frank about, yeah, yeah it was him. And he, Frank, had to keep asking questions, going, "So hold on a minute, are you saying you were spying on us?" Like, and as I said, listen, it was interrupted training and we couldn't get going again for ages and stuff like that yeah of course and then that's weird though isn't it joe that's very odd yeah i mean listen, like, what's he trying to get out and how much are you but gonna get but, out but you know well i don't know he obviously would have if he was he, he would have seen our starting lineup and our formation or what yeah, how he was going to press or stuff. no but that's what i mean is there's different ways to look at it in there because we then saw because there was an uproar about it and obviously everybody on sky sports and all yeah. that talking about it you then see him do a, he asks the press to come in, does a presentation yeah. and, and starts talking about stuff that everybody does. Like, like he was, there was a load of press going, oh, do you see the detail that he's going into him? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, he's just showing that they watch videos of the other team. Um, and then I think somebody, quite a few things were pointed out that some of the hours that he was making out that he spends watching some of these players, we, we was kind of processing it going I don't think there's enough hours in the day to watch the amount right. that is being said and um but at the same time it's like uh, my personal view was going well if you're so good which he is he's a legend in the game isn't he, yeah, absolutely. and he's done an amazing job at Leeds and was doing a great job then yeah I just was thinking would you need to do yeah. that if you and yeah. by the way Leeds were at that point would certainly you might see it as part of the needs to do I think that's the so, culture difference yeah. um, he was saying that that's like normal so I, I found it's it nutty. funny yeah I but, get it but obviously it did it did interrupt our prep it did stop our training session and it was a little bit yeah. weird I thought but again each but to their own me, I don't think he meant that I think he actually yeah I get what I, I get it. I get the situation. I oh don't yeah, think... yeah. Because you get people that say, "Oh, it'll do everything to win," and like I kind of like that side of it. But you can also go against that and say, "Well, if you're confident in your players, do you think you do you need purpose to... to break up your session, or do you no. actually think it's no, no?" In well, to, to be honest, we we spoke to the security at Derby, and that had happened twice that whole season, and both times was before we were playing Leeds. But the first time that they found someone in the bushes, they just thought it was. A bit of a strange person letting go and <laughs> yeah. so both times before we played Leeds someone was found in the bushes obviously the old Bill were there yeah. on the second one and they stopped training listen he wouldn't want to stop training no, he just wanted it. information no absolutely but yeah that's how I see it it's, listen and each their own did the Leeds fans have a cry out to Frank or something was well no sort of obviously well 
we then drew Leeds. This was in the league, and then we then got Leeds in the um, in the playoffs. Yeah. And Frank's had this all his career. Oh yeah. So he Listen, and and basically because there was Frank's getting asked questions, going, "Are you happy about it?" And you could tell the whole of English football were like, yeah. well, "No, this is not what we do here." Like, um, but because I think Leeds beat us one 0 in the first leg, and they'd come up with a song that was "Stop Crying, Frank Lampard" or something like that. To, I can't <laughs> okay. remember the tune. Um, what it was too, but it was, you know, the Leeds fans are loud, and yeah. because they beat us one nil, yeah, they yeah. was all celebrating on the pitch at um, Pride Park and singing yeah. that song for fun, and that's all all you kind of heard. And then when we went back there for the second leg, it was the atmosphere was amazing. That's why I was saying it. it's one of my it's one of my best nights in football. Really, um, because the atmosphere was so hot and they were so loud, and the fans are brilliant at um, Ellen Road, but. The Derby fans that we took, they were outstanding for us. Yeah, and because well. the way the game went, and it was such that, an exciting that, game. With that, that in the well, background. I think that's made oh, it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah I get it. Went, um, and the, the, the way that they scored first, and then we had to come back from sort of 2-0 down. And I don't know whether in phone, I'm going back over my nut, Joe. I don't know whether in phone is like, I respect that as a man. You called me, sod all the press. I'm telling you, Frank. Yeah. Or you think, Cheeky bastard. Yeah. When we sat down, when, we went, when we went to the hotel that night, we were sitting around having dinner and, and Frank kept saying that. He was going, I don't know how to take it. Because it was such broken English, he was going, I couldn't tell whether he was yeah. half going, who cares, do what you want. Because I like Bielsa, I'm, I'm giving yeah, him. Yeah, he's led. He, that's what I mean. Listen, because he's a little ledge, I'm giving yeah. him, you are a man. At least you phone me up and yeah. go, but Frank, but I'm then, so but sorry. Then you, but then what I would say is that when there was this big press conference and little presentation thing done after, I was a little bit like, well, you don't need to do that then. What do you have to, ah, why, right, what, are you, okay. what are you doing that for then? If you, yourself up yeah, a little bit. I, I thought. Yeah, what you, yeah, yeah. But okay, listen, yeah. it's Bielsa at the moment. He can, Absolutely. I suppose he can do what he wants, I suppose, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. in Leeds. Right, and then your, your boyhood club, the team you yeah. love. Finally, come calling for Frank and yourself again. That would have, must have been an amazing feeling when you finally get that pull. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you hear kind yeah, of. Yeah, did you hear about it? Well, you hear shouts from people in football going. By the way, we've heard that Chelsea are absolutely considering Frank, but nothing was confirmed. Derby fans are like that. Yeah, oh, and, and, you get and, what I mean? and yeah, and you know what? It was because it was everybody's lips as well. But kind of, it was being reported and. They hadn't actually when it was first when they was first talking about stuff. They hadn't actually made contact, and then they did obviously to Frank and Chelsea means the same to Frank like as as, as it does to me. Obviously not the, the same amount of time, but what he yeah. achieved at the club. Um, so obviously we're straight away excited, and but there's certain things that had to go on, you know, to try and get over the line. It wasn't just the clear case of right, Frank, we Absolutely, want you to be manager. Yeah, yeah. It was like right we're considering you and he had to go and have meetings with the people at the club and yeah. we had to do our bits and bobs but when it came it dragged on a bit which was i felt was a little bit of a shame for the derby fans because they knew that we was in contact they'd kind of announced that chelsea was in talks with frank lampard and then it dragged on for a bit for loads of different reasons to be fair I suppose so the derby chairman's like Ain't totally lost him yet. No, do you know what through, he was? He was, was Mel. He Mel, Mel was class. He, yeah. Like he, he was forever messaging Frank and just going, "Look, listen, I totally understand. It's an it's an opportunity that has maybe come around quicker than you thought, but it's one that you 
you're looking like you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't. It's something that you wouldn't want to turn down. But but Mel, to be fair to him, he he made a play to try and keep Frank again, and like put certain things in place to say, look, if he was to stay, this is what we'll do. And and obviously Frank and Mel had such a good relationship that um, it was something that I think when the offer's there, Frank's always going to go to Chelsea, but he, he owed it to people like Mel because of his relationship and that, that he would consider certain things that um, was being said. But listen, eventually, to get the, the nod, we, we knew it was going to be difficult. Um, yeah. For one, the club had a transfer ban, um, so you couldn't sign it, and they just lost Eden Hazard, who, for me, at that point, for the last three or four years, was probably the best player in the Premier amazing. League. Yeah, yeah. And... Did you rub shoulders with him? Why is it Chelsea? Oh, I watched him train for fun. Obviously, under Jose and Antonio, yeah. I used I used to watch um, a lot of training, and uh, he wasn't a big trainer. I'll no. say that. He, he says that himself. Yeah, yeah. He just says, yeah. He's yeah, just yeah. like swans. No, the but he he's just a nice bloke, and mate, what a, what a talent. I think he's one of them characters. Don't I've seen him like just happy go lucky. What? Yeah, he's, he he just he just wants to enjoy life. Life, yeah. Like you know. There, there are elements where you, you've heard people talk about him who's worked with him and again, if he was just a little bit more yeah. dedicated and maybe a little bit more like focused. Um, but is there an focused? argument, Joe? Because I've, I've rubbed shoulders with some, not in his league, but some of them Mavericks, let's call them that mm. for the time. Is there an element of some of that works for them because they don't think too much, yeah, Joe? Yeah. Do you get what I mean? I, I, yeah, I, I totally I get what you're saying. Deep into no, no, I totally get what you're saying. But, um, but you also have to say, Depends what you want from football, doesn't it? Because if 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 you want to, if you compare him to someone like Ronaldo. Oh, oh, is that you? I'm yeah. in, Joe. Three one, and I didn't make a meal wait, of that wait, wait. just for the podcast. I swear. I see you're meant to be keeping on with it. All you're worried about is the Mavericks. There's one on the other end of this, and that's the bully son. Yes. If you don't lose it, don't forget you lost the first one. Oh. Do you need me to do anything? I see that at the corner of my eye. <laughs> talking about old Hazard. Yeah, look at this for a bit, no, right, Do you want me to... Oh. <laughs> it's broke me. I can't fucking believe it. Oh, right. It just ain't your day, mate. Do you know what? I tried to do a little bit of under the rod showing off and it's cracked me. It's done me hook. Look. Just broke it. So it was that big? Fuck's sake! <laughs> I'm going to get another rook. Fucking hell, Eden Poxy Hazard. Just wanted to say a quick thank you to my friends at Skybet who work with me to make this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to Skybet's social media channels for exclusive off-the-hook clips and loads more brilliant content. Yeah, sorry, we got interrupted there, Joe. Just talking about the Mavericks of the world. Hazard. Um, what was we saying about him? Just how gifted he is, yeah. really. Are you saying about maybe... That's what I'm saying. It depends what he wants from football. That's right. If he wants from football, listen, he's earning enough money, he's won enough things and stuff like that, But and he wants to be happy, and then he's, he's doing it the perfect... Right? He's, down, he's doing he's it the perfect like way. As a, yeah. For me, when you're talking about talented players and what they can do I know we spoke about Zola but I, I think Eden's in another on another I level think. to that yeah, yeah. I Absolutely. think if you, you talk about Frank and John as the two greatest Chelsea players of all time 
I think Eden Hazard comes in after that, just how he, what he'd done on his own yeah. in some of the teams that have won the league and the, what he'd done on the some football pitch to entertain. Right? Oh, he was unplayable at times. Unplayable. That's why Madrid come calling, obviously. Oh, he's so know? gifted, he's so gifted. And he's been so unlucky with injuries since yeah. he's been there. So yeah. I really hope he gets a bit more luck on the injury front and yeah. I think we'll see see some stuff from him again. Going back to when you when you both finally make the move to Chelsea, you and Frank going yeah, there. Must have been surreal for you, not so much Frank as well, but you being there as a kid, you know, coaching under 18 level, now all of a sudden, you're in at the big chair. Yeah, well, know, I mean, there's, there's... It's nuts how your career, how it turned out for you, isn't it? I mean, we, we all have, we all have dreams, I suppose, of what yeah. you want to maybe achieve and be able to do in football and stuff. And one of my early dreams was, well, my main dream was to be able to play for Chelsea and become a professional footballer. And then, Did you ever I'm, see yourself coaching there, though? First team coach? No, I, I, one, I did after, but, but like it was at the point we're going, well, that's obviously, I want to one day. And I, I remember, I think I've got Instagram stuff that I'd, I'd put up while I was coaching at the club. And I remember sitting in the dugout at the end of the season. I think it was when Jose won his second, no, third uh, league title when he came back. And when they was on the pitch, I remember sitting in the dugout in where the manager and the assistant sat. And I remember sitting there and I took a picture and just went, I, I think I put something like maybe one day or something like that. Yeah, sitting yeah. There. And yeah. like four years later or three Bang, years later, yeah. so it was like I was lucky enough to, it, as I said, it was, it was a dream for me to um, be back at the club and sitting in the dugout. But not just that, to be able to do it with your mate, but also working with staff that I'd worked with for years. I was going to say, that must have been lovely. Players again. I oh, no, it was it, it was that, it was it was a great feeling at the beginning, but then obviously the job then kicks in. It's, you're then you're back at Chelsea, yeah, that's great and but then then you've got to get more to pressure. work and it was tough. Yeah, of course it is. Of course pressure. it is. Of course, yeah, of course you do. Loved and, it though. Yeah, I I loved every minute of it. It's, listen, there was certainly tough times and there was we 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 were faced with stuff that no other manager in the modern era at Chelsea had been faced. No one's gone there and gone, right, you can't ever bring in a player. Well, you can't bring in a player, for starters. And and you also, because you can't bring in a player, you then can't go, right, he can go, he can go, he can go, he can go, because you go, well, I don't know who we've got to pick from this year, because we can't bring in anyone of our own. But what we have got, and luckily enough, that what we did have, and the club still has, is top young players that had never played in the first team. Or never been and given some a chance. Of them obviously, you knew. Yeah, exactly. So but but like, but, but there was also we was obviously dealing with people that were coming back to the club that had been on loan that had never been Chelsea regulars, ne- been been asked to go out on loan yeah. before, and you you kind of then have to try and use them as well. So um, it was it was difficult period, but one that I thought I thought Frank did great it's been in the first season to get Champions League football and the amount of young players that came through and developed and raised the, certainly the value of the squad yeah. because there was opportunities that you'd kind of had to maybe play certain players over others. Um, but we was thinking, well, if we're going to be given time here, we want we want to push players on. We want your Mason Mounts to be getting games. We want your Tamer Abrahams, Tamoris, Rhys James. Do you feel that as Billy big Gilmore. because of the position you was in? Well, you say that, but this is what I'm saying is we knew that we was faced with that, the, the, the transfer ban and stuff like that. But... When you're playing Mason Mount over Ross Barkley or Kovacic, you're not 
you're not pick, picking Mason Mount because oh, we're only in this position. You've still got other players. You, you, you was picking Tammy Abraham over Giroud and Batshuayi, and yes. like Tomori's playing in front of centre halves that have internationals. Like, do you know what I mean? Reese James is getting games. Yeah. He, you still it weren't like forced on you as far as oh, you have to play him. But we was going well. I think if we need to move move this on Just in the felt. next year, two, three years, now's the time to give him the opportunity and. Like I said, some of them done amazing, Stepped amazing. Up to the play, yeah, didn't they? Amazing, and and there's ones there still now that have had a few games that will hopefully get other, yeah. other opportunities. So when you're there, you know Mount. Let's let's use Mount as a prime example. I remember watching. Don't get me wrong, Judd. I'm not the biggest watcher of football, but he seemed to get a lot of stick, didn't he? When you were there, yeah. bank. And you've continually come out and backed him. Now look what the kid's doing. Do you get what I mean? Is that? Yeah. Do you, do you think sometimes? Press are too heavy because they're not seeing everything, are they, Joe? You're, you're, no. you're with the boy 24-7. You're going off not just what he does on that pitch. Mm. You ain't picking him off of an no. half performance, are you? No. You're picking him off what you think he can do, but, what you're seeing day in, day out. You know the person inside yeah. out. And, 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 and also, what I would I say is... I spoke to Pep about this, Joe, yeah. and he, he's big on more into, interest in the person. That football's almost secondary. Yeah. It's about what this boy can offer me. Do you yeah. get what I mean? And yeah. Is that a, you know? Did that come down to your picks as well? Do you get what I mean? Is it? Do, do you know what I would love? To, I would love to give you a, a, a real deep, meaning pep answer. But he genuinely was performing better than anybody else. Yeah. So that's why he played. Like was training better than him. Was performing better than him. All the the stuff for me that I saw about Mason Mount was magnified just by people reporting on it. It was like some, I don't know. Joe blogs from down the road yeah. says something on social media or something and then you get people like questioning them and, and you're like you speak to any f- person that was in f- in football or any of the top pundits the decent pundits that are on there and you hear none of them hammering Mason Mount no, yeah. none of them did no no, no, no one who's managed it they've like it was you'd have listen at Chelsea you always I remember I would come in some days after a game and my social media would be I don't know if you if you played Pulisic and somebody else, you'd have loads, hundreds of messages saying you should be playing Hudson Odoi or you should be playing yeah. someone else. You drop if Pulisic is not playing, then I'd have <laughs> yeah. the whole American lot going. You you shouldn't be playing Pulisic. Yeah. And th- th- I had it. So whatever team you, you should be playing, Giroud, you should be playing Tammy. You should be, everything. You always getting hammered. The the one thing that I would say is the Mason one probably stayed a, a constant because. He played more than everybody else, but he was playing in the 18 months that we was there. Deserved to play. He was the best player we had in the 18 months that when we was at Chelsea, Mason Mount was the best player Chelsea. Had. Graph, he's right? got it. No, it's top jaw. But again, yeah. he wants to improve. He gives you everything. He's tactically so bright. Again, that's why he got the club player of the year last, like yeah. last season. And no coincidence. I'm not Gareth Southgate, football man. Loves it. Well, played every, exactly. almost his go-to call. You know, yeah. he's seen things there. You know. Yeah, and listen, Mason knows he can improve. That's one of, one of the best things I love about him is that you speak. To, I spoke to him at the end of the season before the tournament, and you speak. You speak to him about certain things. You go. By the way, you still need to. You need to score some more goals. He was, and he'll go. I know. He's yeah. the first one to go. Yeah, but I should have done this. I should have done that. He wants to get better, and that's the reason why he's developed like he has is because he's got. That, that type of mentality we're going the kids just got player of the year in a year that they won the Champions League in like in a year that they've got to the final of the Euros and played a pivotal role in both 
extremely pivotal role, especially for Chelsea. And you're like, yeah, how, how, what more does a 22 year old? Absolutely. Not many can say that. Do you know no, what I mean? absolutely. Was it as well? The seniors players, obviously seeing the youngsters come in, were they? Was they? Did a lot of them? Ha- help with that or did they sort of like rebound against your calls? You know, uh, do you know what? I think I think whatever club you're at, whatever club you manage, whatever team there is, there's always going to be older older pros um, that maybe don't play as much as they wanted to. But I have to say, I, I, I thought there but was a, there was some decent connections within our group where yeah. um, some of the older players definitely helped some of the younger ones. And, and there are still, I think, like there will be at every club, there are maybe opportunities where they should have helped them more. Absolutely. Or maybe should have just pulled their weight a little bit more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, quick, it's very easy that people can go, oh, the older experienced players should help these. And sometimes yes. it's more along the lines of going, do you know what? They just need to perform at the level that they're capable of is the best way of Shall helping we? the young, youngers. Yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? No, I absolutely get you. And just... Oh, that's me again. my that's God, me again. you're in, Joe! <laughs> Oh, oh, the old snaggery! <laughs> you don't even watch your rod. Well, of course I'm not. I'm, I'm answering your I'm questions. Akim, you don't oh. even watch your rod. <laughs> oh, how have I not, honestly? This is a joke. Wait, let's hold fire. Oh. Oh, oh. That's gone round straight away. It was in about a minute, wasn't it? Yeah, it's because I've done that another little. I unleashed a few, didn't I? Just as you put it out there, I just unleashed another few. Just smell it. Come on, the Maurice! Raining. <laughs> All right. Raining, Joe. <laughs> oh. oh. Bigger. bigger. Is it one. bigger? Yeah, a bit bigger. Nice. Five pounder. Is it ploddy? Five, five pounder. Oh! 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 Tell you what, Morris, biggest fish of the day. Take your time. Right, hold on. Don't, like don't touch it. Don't touch Zola. it. Don't... Take your time. Oh, get in there. Get in there. Oh, get in there. That's good to you, kid. Oh, oh. Let it go, let it go, let it go. Let it go. Right. Careful. Let's take you on the graph. Oh, that's oh, that a big one. A little lump, innit? Built like you, innit? It's like a little bumper, <laughs> innit? You said, seven years retired, we're not all lucky with the old. Oh, oh! Oh, he's beauty though, innit? What would that be, roughly? A six, seven pack. Oh! There you go. Right, go on, where was we, Joe? Where was we? Jose Mourinho. Oh, yeah. Leaving a bit on us, come on. <laughs> like he does, the boy. No, it. Do you know what it was? He'd, he'd done a few games where we'd played, and um, I think it was a little bit I thought overcritical a few times, and I, I know Frank did. Um, but there was there was a time when I, I can't remember what I can't remember the, the Is game that just it was. In though, no, no. Listen, he, I, I love Jose. I think he's yeah. I think he's class, and he, he's he's always been good to me whenever whenever I spoke to him and yeah. when he was at Chelsea and stuff. And obviously he's a he's a legend of the game, but. One of the things that he said was that he he worries about Chelsea and and because of how he'd been and how how he is, he yeah. weren't worried about us. And and what I put out, I just put out a, I'd had a video from me really crying with laughter, and I jokingly 
in jest put out going, oh, Jose's worried about us. Um, yeah. Now everyone thought, oh, there was people at Chelsea that were going, what are you doing? And stuff like that. But I was just, it was like, it was nothing. It was like done in jest. And I, I've spoke about this before, that okay. I've got nothing but respect for Jose and what he's achieved in football and all that. But at that time, I remember thinking he's, he's not worried about us. He'd, he'd been critical of us quite a bit. And then yeah, I think yeah. it was like, I was sort of right anyway. Three days later, he was Spurs manager. So he weren't overly worried. Let's have it worried right. about and And, yeah, and yeah. even when he was Man United manager, he had a few fair few things to say about Chelsea. And he was so, critical. You said you were flying as well, weren't you? He was doing well at, the, at the point that this was, yeah. we, we were actually on a, on a really good run. Um, and listen, as I said, I was only joking, but I think, you know what, that's, I suppose that's the downside of Joe, um, not Joe, <laughs> the downside of social media is people can never ever understand what type of context you're doing it in. I've done it and just put me laughing, saying Jose's worried as if to go, I'm laughing at the fact that he, he wasn't worried about us. Yes. Um, but as I said, there was nothing in it. I've, I spoke about it before and as I said, Jose's been nothing but quality with me and a legend of the game so but yeah. far too much like most things on social media but is, love him right for the game oh yeah oh, he's in value isn't he he's quality he's absolute right? value, he's yeah. value yeah value let's talk about some of your signings as well we've got here mendy tiago chilwell all done fantastic for you didn't they yeah i mean on the in obviously the fact that in the, the second year we was allowed to sign players there was obviously a a big influx if you like of players because the team and squad needed it so there was maybe five or six players that had signed it in one go and we knew that that came Frank was continuously saying that it was the problems that can come with making a load of signings when in you one could batch all like, oh, yeah but, 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 like but, but at the same time you, yeah but at the same time knowing that it's rare that you can make as many signings and everyone's going to come in and hit the ground running like, I mean, you mentioned yeah. obviously Mendy, I mean, what a bloke he is as well. What a, he's top nice, man, no. and and if you you think about where well, he's a giant of a man for starters, his hands are, I mean, size of that plant. Monster. But like, but what a nice bloke, and yeah. you know the humility in him, and the the the, the, the the levels that he'd played at not long ago, which was like tough. He was without a job like a few years ago, so yeah. to see the where he's at now and the impact that he made um, on the team. Uh, it was fantastic and uh, again you, Thiago I mean I've always rated him as a player Absolutely. watching him for AC and PSG but when you see him up close and was he uh, like bringing him in oh yeah he sounded he, again not, 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 not great English but he just commanded respect straight away and he he was so he was always in with Frank he wanted to know questions about how we're playing and what we're doing and going in with an interpreter because obviously he would miss certain things that Frank would be talking about in meetings so him and Frank had a really good relationship in it. I had a great relationship with him as well. I oh, was quality. That's what I mean. Even though he couldn't speak great English, he was always, you, you knew when he was in training and you knew when yeah. he was unhappy with certain things that were going on that he'd be wanting to tell the players and it, you'd see it and you'd go, oh, I, I don't mind him. He's, he's a, a leader of men, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, considering well, he's in, yeah. in the twilight of his career and the amount of games that he was, because that was a worry that we had was that game, because of the age that he is, we, we're worried about the kind of the intensity and yes. the vigorous nature of the Premier League, but he he dealt with that. He looked after his body really well and just a class player. Yeah. Just a class player. And Chilwell coming in. Ah, oh, what a boy as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Massive boost for the big signing. That yeah, yeah. Because he had he had options and 
again, I've got to say, like Frank done amazing with getting some of these players over the line that had so many other options and um, had big deals thrown at them, big clubs after them. But Frank obviously played his part. And obviously, the club done done their part of it, I'm sure, in, in the deals that they got. But Frank was huge in that. And Frank got so many players over the line that um, I'm not sure would have got over the line if it weren't for Frank. It's a weird, weird one. You know, he's leave mid-season, mm. leave Tuchel with a great squad, and then yeah. him going to finally do what he's done. You know, you being a Chelsea boy yourself, you must have been proud of what he'd done. Was it hard for you to watch well, what he'd done, or was you like, uh, fair enough? It uh, is what well, it is. initially, you're always, you're always gutted or disappointed to be sacked and moved on. Um, the fact that we... Frank, and I'll say that, Frank deserves credit for this because Frank was saying at the beginning of the season, we're, we're definitely going to go through spells of things not gelling because down, we've, right, we've got okay. so many players that have just come through the door. We're in a pandemic. The training ground was totally empty. Yeah. So for players to settle in and to gel and stuff, it was probably the most difficult period in football. Um, you only need to look at the the spells that other teams had, Man City start to the season, the spell that Liverpool went on where they lost more games in a certain period at home than they have for 100 years or something, something silly. Everyone was going through a bad period. So obviously, I think we were top... It's been a weird couple of yeah, seasons Well, that's well, what I'm saying is it? the pandemic has to have played a part in something. Yeah. And no fans in the ground is was devastating. And like I said, I, I don't want to plead poverty here because it's um, I was amazingly... Um, lucky to go back to Chelsea but yeah. we had a transfer ban and then we had the, a global pandemic that we had to try and navigate through so um, it, it was tough times and as I said we was we was top in December and then we were sacked in January so it shows you how quick wow. uh, things can change in football and it was Is that right Joe? Yeah so it was like obviously you, you have to take you have to take that on the chin that's just the nature of the game and especially at Chelsea but the the one thing that was, was hard is that Frank was having meetings in the lead up to when we left, I think he had three meetings that were class. And but he was we was actually having t meetings as staff, and we we plotted out like the I think it was the next eight or nine games, and they were all winnable. We was all sitting there going, "Listen, we know we've been through a spell, but one decent performance or oh, there you go. Yeah, what about that then? <laughs> what about that then, Frank and Joe? Yeah, <laughs> get on the get on the scoreboard. What about mate. the up football times? <laughs> He's been on the hot spot all day. Oh, sorry, we interrupted a very no, that's fine. Very important part of our interview, Joe. Go on, sorry, Joe. Pick up on that. You had your eight, nine games. Yeah, as I said, Frank Frank had held meetings with not only the players but us, and we kind of put the the next. I think it was eight or nine games um, up that we had, and we we all thought that they were winnable games and the way the season had gone for most teams especially the ones towards the top of the table that were unusually yeah. going through some really bad spells and we we definitely went through a six-week period where we underperformed totally I mean Arsenal away and Everton away um, was really poor but we, we absolutely believed that we could turn it round. Might be a shit question for me do you feel like I think I know the answer for yous, such a bad time to be let go? I think there's never a good time, is there? Um, but it, it is one of those things that, 
is what at, it is. At, at Chelsea, things like that can happen. Do I think it was harsh? Absolutely. Say, I thought yeah. it was super, super harsh. Yeah, I think but, a lot of people did. But at the same time, if you look now and you go, I remember when we got let go and I was speaking to a load of my Chelsea mates and the first thing I said was, well, I'd, I'd go for two sure if... Really? If I was if I was looking for a manager, I'd yeah, go for two. He's out. He's out of work, and we'd heard like rumblings of really right. a bit of that anyway in the days leading up to it. But at the same time, it's like listen, it is what it is. And then when, when you see what he then went on to achieve in the Champions Absolutely. League, and um, but he's a top quality manager. So, um, but I have to say, I, I I still felt that there was an opportunity for us to turn it round, considering the the problems we'd had in 18 Absolutely. months as with the transfer ban and then the pandemic and stuff yes. like that. But we did go through a, a poor five, six week period, but that's football. Still speak to Frank Daly? Yeah. Still not, looking for a job? Daly. He, cert he certainly went <laughs> a little rest up. Um, as I said, when you're manager of Chelsea, the, the, the pressure and what you have to deal with at that yeah. club is um, certainly on another level to what I've seen. And, and I, I didn't even know everything that was kind of going on but it's um I'm sure that he's welcomed the rest and I think he's I think he's a top manager as it is but I'm, yeah. I'm sure he'll he'll be back in at Absolutely. some point what about Joni Morris manager one day maybe maybe I've I've had some informal and some formal meetings since I came out of the game and even one kind of came around quite quickly after we got the sack and the first person I rang was Frank was to go one um just to let you know, I, I don't want it to look like, oh, I'm jumping ship, we've been moved on and now I'm looking to get another job of being a manager. But at the same time, I wanted his advice. And one of the things that he was saying to me is that who knows what's going to happen in the future, when he's going to get another job or when any of us are going to get another job. And I think it's something you need to look at. So, as I said, it's who knows what's in the future, but it, I'm certainly not looking beyond becoming a manager myself because as I said I've had I've had a few decent meetings so far. Absolutely. Well Jode, while I've got a fish on, thank you very much. Yeah, you haven't got a fish yet, have you? You've been class act mate. <laughs> Cheers mate. And I wish you all the best Pleasure. mate. I really do in the future. Let's see if you get this oh, one in. I've oh. lost it. No. <laughs> He's lost another one. It's just the way my day's gone Jode. <laughs>